Hello and welcome to Wait, is this my kink now? I'm Alana and I'm joined as always by the wonderful Kay, the lovely, lovely Scarlett, and our storyteller for the evening, the beautiful, the woman I couldn't live without, Annie. Oh my goodness, that was a nice intro. Thank you, I've been working on it. So how's everyone's week going? You know, it's going pretty okay. Uh, schoolwork, 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 and then work, work, and then baby, and that's it. That's it for me. And illnesses. Sharing and illnesses. I'm fine. Both of my family members have are on antibiotics currently, but I'm great. And he lives in a plague house. I have a pretty house. bad headache right now, but that's just a me problem because I stared at a screen all day. We're talking about the crazy drama in the erotic writing community, and there's something so delightful mm-hmm. about it actively engaging in a community where the fiction is crazy, but the fact is crazier. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. That was really great. Do you want to like explain some of the drama? I feel like I didn't read any of these articles because <laughs> yeah, we have a group chat, and um, I'm notorious for not reading anything in the group chat. Yeah, Lana doesn't read the group chat. It's a group chat between the three of us that sometimes Lana pipes in with. I read them, but like (laughs) you guys, I don't know how you all have full-time jobs and keep up with the group chat. Like, I I don't know how you do it. We we don't have friends outside of each other. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I never leave my apartment. Um, yes, there. Okay, so there was a lot of things. There's a lot of like allegations of of copyright infringement uh, going around, um, which is pretty intense. And then also my favorite piece of trivia is that what's her name? Susan something. Susan uh, Susan Meekin was a romance novelist, and she faked her own suicide, which is like yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, that story is like pretty awful. That's- like for fine it seems like her family maybe forced it on her or did it for her and then (laughs) what and then she came out of like mental health treatment and they were just like we told everybody you were dead and then she just like kept it up for two years um yeah okay and a bunch of artists or writers put together like an anthology in her honor and like all of this stuff it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy it's good drama. The best thing about um, Alana is that it's like we're telling her things for the first time because she hasn't read it. So we get to see her reaction in live time, which is my favorite. Yeah, you say I read it. Liar. We had this whole <laughs> conversation already. No, I've read like parts of it. Like if honestly, if someone sends me like a video or a link, unless they tell me no, Alana actually watched that, then I'll actually watch it. But like, if it's just like casually in the chat, I'm like, wow. It's going to tag lot. you in every message from now on then. <laughs> yeah, if I'm tagged, I'll read that for sure. CCU. So, no, I feel as though this is making me come off as a really bad friend. The Like, it is outrageous how much this this chat is used. Like, I love it. But it's like, if I ignore it for 20 minutes, I feel like there's like 300 messages. <laughs> This is a novel. But none of us have faked our own deaths, so good work, team. None of us Yet. have faked our own deaths. <laughs> okay, she'll uh, get into it. I will say that I, Annie really built this one up, so I have yeah. I did. I usually don't say anything about the books that I'm reading, but this week I just, I had to give a couple little, little spoilers. 
I did not because... read any of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think what I'm going to do with this one is I am going to read the title and then the first paragraph. And I think that gives you guys like a nice little idea. So I will say before I start that I tried to get a book this week that I thought Lana would like. I don't think I succeeded. I tried. I tried. And I think I got like one third of the requirements there, but we'll keep trying. Okay. All right. You know, because I I pick a book based on like the title and like a teensy bit of info. And I'm like, this sounds promising. And then sometimes it's not. That's Um, the only way that I want you to be able to strike gold is like, I don't want you to research into it. I just want it to appear one day to you. Thank you. I'm (laughs) trying. Do you ever pick based on the cover? No, because the covers are all pretty similar. This is a strong diversion from (laughs) the usual approach that most Goodreads reviewers take. So good for you, Annie, for reading the description because some people are mad when they pick based on the cover. (laughs) Yeah, I usually know what I'm getting into a little bit, except this one, there were some things that surprised me, but I'm excited to go on that journey with you today. Okay, so this book is called soul eater dementor dementor romance there is a colon more but i don't want to give that much away so now i'm going to read the first uh small paragraph just to give you a little taste all right men this is the culmination of 20 years of intel lost lives and millions of dollars 20 years of the blood and sweat of your fellow soldiers who have fallen at the hands of this creature Captain Hamish's cold eyes scanned over the neat rows of us before him. So failure today is not an option. Okay. That's what you get. Ooh. Okay. okay. Captain Hamish. I, I will say Soul Eater is an anime. I was going to say, I was also <laughs> going to say. Uh, I'm not a massive... I'm not a massive weeb, so I didn't associate it with that immediately. I am wearing my Totoro shirt. Oh, so. shirt, okay. Yeah. Okay, so now <laughs> we just we... not get any of these jokes. <laughs> nope. So n- now we, we guess what we think it's about. Okay, I think it's like a, uh, okay, either the men are like knights and they're going against a dragon, but he's like a hot dude shapeshifter dragon. And he has some sort of dark past where he's held as like a sex slave uh, because you picked this book for Alana. Or it's modern soldiers and it's some sort of like demon thing. Same backstory, but he's hot. That's my Mm -hmm. Mm guess. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go military because Intel Captain. Intel is a very modern. And then you did send us um, that little snippet and it came off as very militaristic. Mm-hmm. which with like yes sir kind of I stuff kind of hoping it would be nice um, but I think you're right which makes me think it's all men I guess it can be guessed if I was choosing it for Lana that this is in fact a male male romance oh there my gosh go. I'm so excited are there brothers in it if so, of course like because they're three. brothers in arms ah there it is okay okay Sorry. soul eater <laughs> very much brings the essence of like monsters or aliens because jarhead is way too humanish and it's not jarhead it's soul eater <laughs> aliens yes is a good guess k so you think i'm gonna so, go you think soldier and alien monster okay. alien monster alien oh okay i'm gonna go with uh 
I'm gonna take it into the Navy because the Navy. I feel like Ooh, how why good. not? I mean, yeah, if it's like all if it's male male, we're gonna move it on to the Navy. Um, captain, it makes me think of a ship. Uh, and I think that the soul eater is like some sort of like sea monster, but like the guardian of the sea monster is like a really, really hot merman. I, I think you finally found mermaids for me. Oh my God. I want a hot merman erotica so bad. Hot I merman wish. erotica. This is soul eater by Lily Maine. Who wants to read the Goodreads description? Um, soul eater m slash m fantasy romance so 20 years ago monsters rose on earth and began a new age of civilization one where humans live in military controlled camped cramped and dirty cities along the coasts and the majority of the united states is known as the wastes uh, the witch of the wastes um, a lawless desolate and dangerous place teeming with monsters that have claimed the land for their own including Wynne the Soul Eater. Uh, he appears every three years, making his way across the country, slaughtering humans randomly, sucking them dry until they're nothing but husks. I've only been in the military for six months, but now I'm part of a unit tasked with trying to stop and capture him. And when I'm the only soldier out of hundreds that the Soul Eater leaves alive, I realize something about me has intrigued him but what is it what could a 23 year old guy from the south with no one and nothing in the world have possibly done to capture the attention of the death monster with horns blackened fingertips and a face hidden in the depths of his hood it says soul eater is the debut novel of lily main it is the first in a planned post-apocalyptic fantasy series featuring monsters and human men falling in love this is a M slash M story that contains explicit content. It is not suitable for young readers. It contains scenes of violence, but don't worry. They all get their happy ending. Well, color me intrigue. You should have seen Lana's face when, I'm uh, sorry. when Kay mentioned there... that he's from the South. Lana's favorite accent. This is my favorite accent. I am. I'm so happy right now. Okay. I know, but you're going to be it. so disappointed because... To be fair, you know what? A couple things took me by shock as well when I was reading. Oh, oh so. great. I'm so excited because I think you're kind of tough to shock, Annie. And I just want to throw out that Lana also likes Scottish accents for reasons that have nothing to do with Outlander. All right. It has been noted. <laughs> Continue, Annie. One so, particular scene in Outlander, to be honest. <laughs> yes. And not the one discussed. you're probably thinking of. <laughs> as the description kind of lets you know, this book takes place in Poke post-apocalyptic America. So for the past 20 years, uh, there's been some sort of rift in the planes between monsters and humans, and the monsters have uh, managed to get through the rift, and then they took over America. So that happened about 20 years ago. And so all of the humans have fled to the coastal cities all around um, the states. And now they're like in these crazy overpopulated military controlled um, cities. I am mm -hmm. all in. I love, I love sci-fi. I love post-apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. I love dystopian. Mm -hmm. I am all in. The shit novel I wrote last year was post-apocalyptic. I'm like Perfect. fully invested. 
Well, you're going to like it then. I would still like a copy of that novel. No, no one will ever see this novel. I really, really, really (laughs) want one. I attempted to write some sex scenes in it, and then I reread the sex scenes like a week later and went, oh, no. (laughs) No, I bet they're good. So the main character of this novel's name is Danny Sullihan, and he is from Louisiana. And he basically, he was raised just by his single mom in this like slum, uh, Louisiana, New Orleans kind of thing. Uh, And he, uh, his mom passed away like a year ago. And so he had nothing left for him. And so he decided his only way out was to join the military because there's kind of three options for humans right now is you can live in these cities. But like jobs, food, resources, everything is scarce. It's kind of shitty. You can join the military, which is also, you know, the military. Uh, Or you can do, you can live in the wastes, which is basically every uh, state that isn't coastal, that's, that is kind of run by monsters. And then there are some people that like choose to live there and they're called kind of rate, they're called raiders and they live in like these encampments and kind of try and survive in the in the post-apocalyptic monster ridden old americana world you know what i genuinely love about erotica is when they do like a lot of effort into world building right off the fucking bat and i mean Mm -hmm. that genuinely because then you start getting really invested in the world bam romance and you're like holy shit it just got even better i forgot i was reading a sex books i agree bam dicks (laughs) <laughs> the size of coat pants continue <laughs> <laughs> okay so the beginning of the book danny has yeah been in the military for six months and he is part of a military operation to take down win the soul eater who is this monster who is like the most powerful monster that is like eluding the Uh, military and yeah every three years he comes he goes from like between the rift oh i bet he comes (laughs) and he comes to america and he like just demolishes like civilizations so like he'll just like go through the cities and through the wastes and he'll just kill like at random and like he'll go into a house and kill like two out of the six people and everyone's like why did you choose those two like that kind of thing and then it sounds very like four horsemen of the apocalypse where like the concept was plague but it was embodied by a human figure on a horse like okay maybe the soldier dude is hallucinating him the whole time because a plague is coming and killing at random or a war is coming and killing at random wow you're giving this book too much credit okay Um, continue yeah and then anytime like a military tries to take him down he just like wipes them all out so that's where we start and so because danny is like a newbie he's in this um he's in this like group of 200 men in this operation that are basically like fodder so the plan is that all these kind of grunts are going to come out and attack when the soul leader and then the elite um military will come in the other side and try and take him down so okay uh, sorry annie is there any pattern to uh who when eats like are they all like super super hot young 20 year old guys or is it like just (laughs) random (laughs) you will be told it is not random and he will describe everything but in terms of what the military thinks they think it's like he's just like choosing his victims randomly and it's just like slaughter so 
Danny is there and, and like he's ready for this battle and then like they wait for like hours and then out of the darkness comes Win the Soul Eater and so Win the Soul Eater looks like he's like a large but like not too bulky but a large man who's like six foot five mm-hmm. and he wears a like a long gray coat that kind of hits his like to like his knees to calves and he has like a hood that he wears over his head and so it's just darkness where his face is and he has two horns kind of coming out from behind the hood and kind of going over his head and horns are hot and then he's wearing like black pants and a shirt and like boots and he has like these long fingers that are like kind of blackened at the ends of them so So it could just be of him a human dude with frostbite or burn damage yes except he like except just the like looks at people and they die <laughs> oh, fuck, and the turns them into husks yeah yes. that's not great yeah okay. he sounds he sounds like a a futuristic grim reaper yeah mm-hmm. dementor person this is sure. why i was thinking it was the symbolism but also win is not a name that inspires a ton of fear personally what does win mean on. though because it's w-y-n uh, win is old english for wine aka the eucharist symbolism oh, continue well that explains <laughs> okay so basically uh he's standing there being like all looking really badass and intense and then um somebody freaks out and shoots him in the shoulder and he <gasps> kind of like gets pushed back for a second but then he like takes out his giant knife because something danny mentions is what? in the past he's been blown up he's been set on fire he's been shot millions of times like they cannot yes. kill this guy yeah he's so immortal he's like, he has a giant knife yeah that's his like his weapon his scythe. Like, like, scythe? no or it's like, like a, a big old knife with like a with like a bone um um handle what's it called a hilt hilt thank you so uh he's like he speaks and like his voice is like it he describes it as like the screams of a thousand people like it's kind of like this out of body (laughs) weird oh my god (laughs) so he says like all right come and get me basically and uh but it sounds like him but there's something screaming about it i don't understand i really hope that like when they do uh have relations with each other that that he changes his voice somehow so he does not not. he just has a voice he does not it just sounds like the sounds of a thousand screams i don't want to get too far ahead of myself but he's he starts to like the voice he's like even though it freaked me out at the beginning i'm into it now but anyway this uh, is how like i started to like morning glory milking farm even though I wasn't initially into it, then I got really into it. So I've gone through that experience myself. I kind of find that with this, the first sex scene, I was really weirded out, but now I'm into it. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So then when kind of turns his attention on Danny and Danny's kind of frozen with fear, like, cause he is not a military guy. He doesn't want to kill anybody. He's just scared. Like he doesn't want to be there. He's like, and he's so upset because he's seeing like when just, just like without even any effort, just murder all of these people. And he's like, shit. The military knew what they were doing. Why did they send all of these people in here so unnecessary? So he's like really mad at the military. I I could use with an anti-military industrial complex erotica. That's all I ever wanted. 
So when it walks up and like kind of looks at him and kind of like turns his head to the side slightly like, huh, and then uh, reaches out to him and then Danny falls unconscious. <gasps> so then Danny wakes up and he's in his like barracks and he's like, what the fuck happened? I'm alive. How am I alive? Uh, and then he's called by his captain, Captain Hamish, who uh, is like the we captured the we captured the soul eater and he has been demanding to speak to the soldier who lived and he's like what what do you mean we don't negotiate with terrorists you're the only one that survived so out of all of the fodder people he's the only one that survived and then while he was distracted with danny um the elite team came and captured him Oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking when he fell unconscious, the like wind dude would kidnap him or something. And I'm like, well, that's sure convenient. They came in and found the only alive person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So um, they, yeah, they managed to to capture Wynn. And now he refuses to speak to anybody. And there's a couple people that they've tried to like, bring in to like, talk to him. And he's like, he, one of them died one of them he drove crazy what? and one of them just like refuses to go in there again like he's Holy like shit. fuck with people so he's like really scary and dangerous and uh so he's like but he's like demanding to speak to the one soldier who lived so uh danny goes in and then there's the lieutenant who i can't remember what his name is it's not important he's like these are your list of questions that you can ask like that you need to ask the soul leader so you go in and you get the answer to these questions and then you get out and he's like really mean to danny Um, and so then danny kind of goes into the uh like is like brought through like many levels of security and he's kind of pointing out all the other monsters and this soul eater is monster 015 so in this entire time they've managed to capture 15 different monsters that's it it's only been 20 years yeah yeah but that's still like one a year one a year basically (laughs) almost monsters are monsters the other monsters like yeah so there's like a bunch of different ones like they're all different so like there's one that has like a million eyes and the whole bottom of them look like a mouth and like there's one that like looks like underwater thing and her hair is all wavy there's one one of them is stitch from lilo and stitch because he's (laughs) experiment 64 uh one of them is like a prisoner number one is just like huddled in the corner and has been there for a long time and like has is continually shackled and like has wings and like just long black hair and it's like matt it's they think it's a man but like he's he has long black hair and he's just kind of like hunched in the corner so like there's all different and they don't really understand them um it is probably so actually uh so (laughs) so he goes into the cell with the with win and it's like there's like it's like a two cell so there's like glass in between them or plastic or something and so win is sitting there very Hannibal Lecter yeah, very Hannibal. Very or Hannibal. like that scene in X-Men where like Dr. Xavier, Professor Xavier has to like go in and talk to the guy who's um, Magneto. You okay, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That vibe, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or so, um, um, what is it? Uh, you, how he has the, the chamber in the basement. Yes! <laughs> the glass cube! <laughs> also the glass cube in the basement. Yes. Uh, so basically like they talk to each other and Wynn's kind of like 
amused seeming like very nonchalant but also like you know um he wants to know more about danny so he's like he agrees to answer questions if danny will answer questions for him so his first question is like what's your name and yes uh but danny isn't allowed to give any identifying information so he's like i'm not allowed to tell you that so then he asks like how it felt to be there when everybody else around him was dying um and then yeah and so he has all these lists of questions that he's supposed to ask when like how do you choose your victims why do you come every year or every three years like uh can you stop the hunt like all these things because the military they think is trying to like control him you know like trying to like get these answers so they can figure out a way to harness that power so this kind of goes over several days where he'll just they answer one question each and then he's like okay see you tomorrow kind of thing so and a couple days he refuses to answer questions and he's like not saying anything and then the next day he'll be like in a better mood and he'll be like yeah i'll answer a question for you there's like a lot of similarities to the shit novel i wrote last year guys <laughs> i'm just gonna throw that out Did there are you lily made are you lily made <laughs> um okay so then on like the fifth or sixth day or something um when is like okay, well, you can ask me a question first because I want something different of you. And Danny's like, okay, well, I don't know if I'll be able to give it to you. And at this time, he's kind of starting to not be so scared of Wynn because he like feels safe with him like in his cell. And like, he is obviously not like being aggressive towards Danny. So he's kind of like, okay. Um, Ow, chicka, wow, wow. And they have like a little tiny bit of banter already. He asks Wynn a question about the hunt. And then Wynn's thing for him is that he wants him to take off his, because he's wearing full military gear. So he has a helmet and then a visor and a mask. So he's like, he wants him to take off his headgear. Yeah. And so he's really freaked out because the like, um, like he feels like he hates the military and he's like a little bit on the side of Wynn already. Like it's fucked up that they're keeping all these monsters captive. Like what did they ever do kind of thing, even though he did murder a bunch of people. He wants to like keep them happy or whatever. So he takes off his his mask and then like the darkness of Wynn just kind of like stares at him. Um, but he can't see his face. I thought it was gonna be like a Dylan Mulvaney face reveal situation. I was real psyched. No. Okay, never mind. No. Uh so yeah, Danny shows him and he knows his name somehow, even though he didn't tell him his name. Ooh. And like, yeah, so it's all that kind of thing. And so after he tells him, shows his face, there's like a little like break in the like the film feed cuts out for a second. And then he's like, uh, when he leaves that day, they're like, What happened? And he's like, Nothing happened. Um, and they didn't miss anything with that glitch in the feed, but like there was a glitch in the feed. How is this book written? Like, how do you, like, like, is it first person? Or like, what's the glitch in the feed? Like, how yeah, did they I, say? It's first the exact same question. The, the whole time he's in that cell, it's being filmed and his higher ups can watch what's happening like live. And so huh? he like, when he leaves the cell that day, the higher ups are like, what happened? There was a glitch in the feed. Oh, okay. Oh. So he finds out about it. I did the yeah. exact same thing, Alana. Also, he thinks dual he smells POV. something, Ooh. but like, like smell something like, um, like burning for a second, like at that Ew. time. So like, when did I, something? I I think when is like death or like something badass. But also, that was a very good question, Lana, because dual POV, which is not my favorite trope, is very popular right now and everywhere. I love it. 
Do you? It doesn't yeah, work yeah. for me. I don't want to know. What I always want to know because it's always in the lady's perspective. And I always want to know the crazy fucked up thoughts of the guy. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I don't really care about what men think. Well, I just yeah. don't like, <laughs> I don't strokes. like re- reliving the scenes. Like, I don't like when people have to rewatch. Oh, no, I don't like to watch it again. Just, yeah. Like, yeah. um, the like 50 shades where they did the same book in like Blech. Christian's point of view. Yeah. That's not, you mean good. like twilight? the twilight oh yeah i did so like that book, yeah <laughs> wait did they do a different thing because i thought they did it where they gender swapped it, it they did, did do a gender swap but then a couple years ago they came out with midnight sun which is like just in edward's perspective oh amazing that's oh, the literally. one where the like gender reverse bella bella's favorite book was pride and prejudice and the gender reverse uh, bella no 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 like no hers was, was Wuthering heights. heights oh Wuthering heights whatever was moby dick yeah, 10,000 no, Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, 10,000 yeah. Leagues Under the Sea. That's even worse. Yeah, because but either way. Not, yeah, she proved her point opposite. Very funny. Boys can't like Wuthering Heights or Pride and Prejudice not. or any of the classics. Anyway. No. Okay, no, so. girly book. That's girly girls. <laughs> the next day, um, he's kind of woken up like, you need to get into cell three right away. He's like, what? What's happening? And he's like, he's freaking out, man. <laughs> so basically, they can hear when his voice is like rippling through the whole like base. <laughs> and he's like flipping shit. And he's like, I swear to fucking God, if he's not in front of me in 10 fucking seconds kind of thing. Was this like a high tech cell? Because yeah, just the logic so. of this, this person can kill people with a glance will manage to keep him in a cell. We've already explained. If- Explain that it's the cell from X-Men. Oh, of <laughs> course you. you know sorry, you sorry. Five seconds, I will explain everything. I forgot that was canon. No, I want to ask them questions. We have <laughs> So then he goes into the cell and he's like, take off your helmet, take off your helmet. And he's like, oh, okay. so he takes off his helmet and he's like, okay, it's you. It's definitely you. And he's like, yeah, it's me. And he's like, okay, put your helmet back on. It's like, oh, fuck, okay. Put your helmet but then and he's not very attractive. <laughs> all of a sudden, it becomes like misty and like foggy and like he can't see. And then he like goes under again. He like sees like a face really close to him. He sees two different colored eyes and kind of gets freaked out. It's and David Bowie. He, like, and then he faints <laughs> again. And then again, he wakes up, but this time he's not in his barracks. He's in a like motel room because it was normal America. And then there was like an apocalypse. There's all these like old motels, you know, like think of like post-apocalyptic. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're like in the waste now we're supposed to assume. Uh-huh. Like, yes. Okay. And they were before, right? They were in a military base, like in the waste. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but now he wakes up and he's in a motel and he's like, what the fuck? And he like, doesn't see like the military people. And then Wynn walks in and he's like, whoa, because he's still pretty scared of him because he's like crazy. Um, And then he's like, oh my God, how did you get out? And Wynn just kind of like shows him his hand and he can like turn it to smoke. Like he can just become like a smoke thing. Um, And he's like, I got out through the vents. Yeah, but how, then, did but how did he get him out? <laughs> so if you, oh my God. <laughs> so then he went through the vents and then he let all of the other monsters out. And then in the chaos, he got Danny out. So all the other monsters took their revenge on the military and like that whole base is now destroyed and most of them are dead. 
Uh, but Wynn just got Danny out. Doesn't that seem like a super interesting scene that would be great to like read about instead of yeah, like, it's just that me. happens honestly a lot in this book where I'm like, I would have liked to read about to black. that. There a is a lot of cutting to black. Painting. That's yes, the thing it, across the board though. People lose consciousness a lot in erotic yeah, novels. And I'm like, that's not like good for you. <laughs> I'll tell you now, this is not the only time this happens in this book. Uh, and I know it's already happened twice. He's like, why are you like, why don't you kill me? And he's like, why would I kill you? And he's very confused. So then uh, basically when is like, well, you have three choices now. You can go back to the military, but they're going to wonder how you got out of that and like they're gonna kill you deserter. for deserting yeah yes exactly yeah yeah or um you can go into the wastelands and be on your own and join a raider camp and do that whole thing and danny's like oh, no, mad no, max yeah, that sounds um, awful. yeah very mad max he's like <laughs> or you can option. come with me and he's like and be my what? sex and be life. my sex life <laughs> No, unfortunately. This is so I have to say I tried to choose a book that I thought you would like and I failed. You failed okay. miserably. We're, no, um, are you no, kidding he's me? You were from so New close. Orleans. He's seven. I tried. He's seven. They're still gonna when have it, sex because it's it, a romance. They, they will yeah. have sex, yes. Um can I just they say have sex until forty percent of the way through this book, let me tell you. Can I just say how much I love like a situation like that where he gets to choose but like there's only one obvious choice like that yeah. always seems so much cleverer to me than the whole like you're kidnapped and you have no choice thing like the author had this to does and it comes back mechanisms. it's very well thought out oh I love that okay he's like why would you want me to come with you and he's like I don't know maybe there isn't any reason you're thinking too much into this maybe I just didn't kill you and maybe I just want you to come with me and he's like okay they go to like a store and it's like you know that post-apocalyptic been raided that kind of thing and so he gets like he raids the shelves and finds some supplies and then like he has his backpack full of supplies and then when has uh he like takes a satchel but we don't know what's in the satchel um but uh Souls. <laughs> and so so you can eat them later so they're walking through the states and i do love is just a walking wandering section mm. of a book oh it's yeah, very fellowship the of last the last harry potter that was my <laughs> yes. favorite part you were the only person that liked that alana but i respect no, I loved it, it. <laughs> it's just walking and then he'll get a feeling of who he wants to kill basically Danny is like, why do you kill the people that you kill? Like, I'm not killing anybody for you just to know and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I okay, didn't ask right. you to kill anybody. I don't know why you like, he's like, I'm, I'm not asking you to kill anybody. And he says like, he's like, it's my like duty to do this hunt every three years and kill a bunch of people. And, and he's like, oh, why is it every three years? And he's like, well, that's how often I'm needed. I can do it more, but I don't need to and stuff like that. So he's giving all these really vague answers. Um, but he's kind of making it seem like this is kind of like a quest and he has a purpose for going and every three years coming and murdering a whole bunch of people. So okay. they're chatting and they're wandering and they're hanging out in dirty motel rooms and um, they're kind of starting to like they banter a bit and Danny's kind of like a little bit more interested in when like pretty quickly he like starts feeling really comfortable with him and like has this like kind of feeling of connection like he feels light like he's not part of the military anymore and he's with this 
person, the strong person who he's scared of, but is like clearly oh. kind to him. And they're going on this adventure oh, together. That. And yeah, so as they're walking, they come across this like old farmhouse and there's like a bunch of people in there and Wynn's like, oh, no, we need to stop. This is this is a place. And Danny's like, what the fuck? Like, no, like, like oh, yeah, you just go murder these people. And he's like, oh, I gotta. So he tells Danny to wait, like, stay outside and I'll be back, basically. Maybe, okay, my guess, is he like a devil or something? And his job is to collect the people who deserve, like, to divine punishment i'm not 100 percent sure i'm trying to figure out what his like his duty is where he's like mm-hmm. i have you will to learn this. that very very soon but it's not okay. as cool as that unfortunately oh, honey okay. just not wait cool. in the car i have to go kill some people <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly but then danny don't wait in the car oh danny he's like, he wants to come in and so they hear a bunch of screaming from upstairs because when has gone upstairs and um there's like a lady upstairs and then this person that when is like oh i'm gonna kill this person the person kind of falls down the stairs and wins kind of after them what and uh he's like looking at win kind of like something's weird about his face like it's not it it's like a glitch almost like it doesn't seem right like it it's not his face but it is his face and then he looks over at danny and like kind of notices him watching him and then all of a sudden he's like the scared guy like no no like stop him don't let him kill me and stuff and Danny's like something weird just happened you know like he's like that isn't a person like there's something happening there when takes this person outside and like finishes the job basically and Danny sees the slip of the mask i guess so then he's like a shriveled little husk of a person and the people are freaking out they're trying to shoot at them and stuff and danny's like scared that win's gonna get hurt and and he's like why am i so worried about win all of a sudden like this is when his feelings are kind of starting to come out and he's like not sure um and then they get away and they go to this motel and they talk about it is this all uh, like a, a matrix and like win is the person that takes the people out of the matrix yeah or so... he's hunting like change links or something yeah that's closer so basically he's like what was that thing I know it wasn't human and he's like no most people don't get to see that side because it only comes out when they're like fighting for their life um so basically it's a parasite it's like another Mm -hmm. little monster it's a little parasitic monster that goes in and then basically within like a couple days like he they get into a person while they're sleeping in their mouths and then within a couple of days they've basically like eaten that person's soul and but then for the next while it's a host to them and they are able to attach to their spinal cord or something so that they can control the brain and so the people around them that are humans think that it's still that person they don't know that a parasite has been Leah it's your favorite book but I then eventually literally about to be like, this is the host. Yeah, it is similar. But then the <laughs> mayor's the host. Wait, so so is Wynn not the soul eater? He's a parasite he, hunter, like a yeah. like a small lemure. But he is still killing people. So no, he's killing no, parasites. The parasites because the parasites people. have already killed the people and are then just like a zombie, them as like a what about, body thing. What about all the military people? So he explains that, but the parasites, he says, um, yeah. So then after like a little while, the parasite, like will the host will die and the parasite will kind of like 
the host will basically barf out like an egg because that parasite lays an egg and then that little egg will hatch and then infect somebody else so he's basically trying to stop alien. this parasitic uh monster thing from alien monster from taking over everyone it's by- cordyceps fungi which we were mm-hmm. just talking about because The Last of Us just came out. This is like a perfectly themed episode, Annie. Wow, I love it. Uh, also, it you know what I love? A parasite. I love a parasite. Me too. Generally not in my erotica, but I'm thrilled <laughs> there's parasite representation. Fair enough. Fair you're enough. not a bug chaser? So, I mean, so far <laughs> oh, there's been God. zero erotica and I'm not sure how you're going to feel about that part, to be honest, but I'm just going to keep you on your toes until it happens. Okay, 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 okay. So, so he says- I never kill anything that isn't like a parasitic creature or somebody who's trying to kill me. So that's why he's like, is not afraid to kill military Mm. people that are attacking him. He's like, yeah. So he's up for killing them and then he kills parasites. So that's why it seems like he goes into these houses and chooses people at random. But what he's doing is he's killing the parasitics. Danny's like, why don't you tell people that this is what you're doing? Everybody just thinks that you're this crazy fucking monster who goes and like murders thousands of people every three years and when's like why would i tell anybody like he just doesn't give a shit because he like because he he's older. too powerful he's yeah, too cool he's crazy powerful and he is older than like the human civilization like he's been doing this Whoa. for literally like ever and yet he's going after a 23 year old like I don't yeah he is so. weirdly <laughs> into this little danny boy so they continue on this way for a while and then um yeah, Danny's starting to feel like, oh, I have feelings for Wynn. And he's still never seen his face or anything like that. But like just something about his presence and his humor and all the things, he's like really into it. I've seen um, Love is Blind. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they go to this, uh, they're in another motel. And Danny is kind of like, bummed because so it's like at every hotel they like he like hopes that they'll be running water and that they'll like be kind of like the leftover soap and stuff from like when like the little single serve soaps or whatever from when it was and so he's like I don't know talking about it or something but basically uh when is like oh and he shows him what he brought in his what he has in his satchel and basically when they went to the supermarket at the beginning um, Danny was collecting all of these things that he wanted to take and uh, his bag didn't fit. So he like took out the body wash and the um, deodorant and stuff because he didn't think they were like as important. And Wynn had picked those up and like was carrying them around for like weeks. That's so nice. Because- I do like that. Like usually in post-apocalyptic things, everybody's just so dirty and nobody seems to care he but really tries to take a shower a lot. A lot of this book, it's similar to Crossfire where there's a lot of fucking and showering. This book has a lot of showering and then eventually <laughs> quite a bit of fucking. Um, but he's a clean boy, Danny. Whenever he has a chance to take a shower, that boy do. That's so, like the sole reason that wins into him. That one, that one is hygienic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that moment of like kindness and stuff kind of overwhelms Danny. And he's oh. like, I want you basically. And Wynn is like, are you sure? So now begins their first sexual encounter. I don't know how to do this description because I want to not be offensive to anybody. 
because I don't want to offend anybody and I don't think oh. anybody should be offended. But when I read this the first time, I read the entire scene with a face of horror. And then after <laughs> I realized that probably wasn't nice, but I just don't know. Everybody is beautiful. Even weird monster bodies. Okay. I was like, what, what was weird about it? But what? monster bodies, yes. Strange. It's not your no. first reaction that matters. It's your second reaction. And your second yeah, reaction was to think I about think. it. He is like, I want your dick in my mouth. So, okay. okay. He yeah. and wins, like, if you're sure, kind of thing, because he's into it too, but it's kind of like, are you he's sure? Also he's also into like, consent. Yes, I'm very sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm just going to read it because I don't want to mix it up. I okay. love being read a passage. <laughs> Me too. Also, purposes. I will just say that I read Morning Glory Milking Farm and have really opened up this my mind to the possibilities. Of it. Okay. it was the most transformative experience. It's I've her ever Bible. Done. I mean, maybe you guys won't have quite time. the reaction that I had, but I was pretty okay. sure. Okay. Wynne hesitated for a moment, as if warring with indecision. In the end, though, he made another low sound and roughly shoved down his pants, lest making his movements jerky. I gaped at what he'd uncovered, because it was not what I expected. Oh. My mind spun, okay. even as my dick grew harder in my pants. <laughs> Wynne didn't have a dick or oh. balls, but, oh. he did have, he, but he didn't have female genitalia either. It was probably closer to the latter at first glance but still not the same like a slit that was more on the front of his body than down hidden between his legs. I opened and closed my mouth wordlessly mind reeling and Dick throbbing, but unsure of how to proceed. I was still desperate to touch him, to use my mouth on him, but this wasn't what I was expecting. Wind slouched back and reached out long fingers cupped my face briefly, the touch surprisingly gentle before he trailed his hands up and spread his inner thighs. I followed the movement with greedy eyes and stared when wind framed that slit with his thumb and his forefingers. As I watched when gently pulled the slit open and my mouth, my mind spun even harder as I could see what looked like the head of a dick just inside his body. Mm. I was panting my mind confused, but my body still fully on board. And I got even more confused when Wynne finally spoke. You want my cock, Danny? Wait, what? So he did have a dick? Then where? As I watched, a long, thin, or a long, thick cock slid out from that slit. It looked slick with some kind of natural lubricant. The head smooth and bulbous. And fuck, it was perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> then they continue to have sex. So basically, okay. he's got both. I would say he has like an animal dick. Yeah. Like he has like a fully lubricated slit that yeah, feels so good to penetrate that then oh. there's a little dick that goes oh, right. whoop like a it's little not, periscope. It's not little. It. He said it was but normal it's size. Massive. It's a long, it's a big old dick. Yeah, sorry. I don't Again, know. I would, I would like to say that I have read the sequel to Morning Glory Milking Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is called Sweet Berries and features uh, elaborate sex scenes with the Mothman. And yeah. I have read worse. So I'm I'm fully into I, I just not worse. I read I've read descriptions that have deviated further from what I would consider average human anatomy. So that I, I'm all in. That sounds like honestly, as, as a queer person, 
best case I know. Scenario. And the, see, this is the thing. The more I think about it, I'm like, both not bad. I'm but kind I just of don't know also how... okay with it. Okay. Because <laughs> like, I was like I feel like it would be a shock. sure how I felt about the like little, not little, long <laughs> the, dick no, going. The way you're Whoop. describing it, I'm glad that you read it because you no, describe it, said... it as this little poker that sticks out. <laughs> okay. Lo- big poker, it. but still. It's long massive. but thin. Like one yeah. of those sand eels at the Vancouver <gasps> Aquarium. Yeah. No. I was going to say, Wait. it reminds me of like a whale. It reminds yes. me Safe of, you fit. know, that scene in Star Wars where R2-D2 is covered in sand and then his little whoop goes up and it's like periscope. Yeah. That's what I imagine. No. I, I thought know. you were going to say alien. <laughs> it's very animalistic in my it mind. It is that he has a retractable dick, but it, yeah. he has a dick that and sounds vagina, amazing, which is kind of fun. Does he have balls? No. no. Well, no. But he does have like a little, he has like a nub or something at the end of, at the base of his dick that is extra sensitive. Because um, Danny does quite a bit of finger fucking with him. And there's like a spot at the base of his dick that he really likes. I just love <laughs> I that um, the author was like this like it's one thing to world build but it's another to be like this is what the genitalia looks well like. i think i think, I think that's probably pretty common like i think yeah. this yeah. is the thing is that i love i love monster porn but i gotta say to this point i've really read pretty human normative so outside of like the tentacle porn that i've read a little bit of i haven't really read anything that isn't just a normal dick and so i was really taken aback when he was ready to suck a <laughs> cock and then there was vagina cock. I was very surprised. It's the best of both worlds. I guess if if um Wynn is like some kind of figure of death, why wouldn't they be entailing all sexes and genders? Well, yeah, it makes sense. He's not human and like yeah. he's some ancient being. So why would his why would he just have a dick? Yeah, it makes but, complete sense. Yeah. Just, he does also feels- just have a dick because it functions the same it just pops out um danny sucks went off and it's a really great experience for both of them oh but that's then nice. after he's like love worried i love danny like, and win yeah, yeah i like, feel like i'm rooting for them like waving okay, a little well, I'm glad. i was really worried because i know that lana likes a specific kind of um male male action and this one not only they're more so lovers genitalia exactly but yeah. also it's very sweet romance yeah, nice. Alana's <laughs> preferences are like the holy grail of smut. Like we will it's venture and hard. quest towards it. In the meantime, uh, I'm picturing these two. One of them is, is so in like sweet. pride colors. One of them is like, dressed like the Babadook, <laughs> wandering through a post-apocalyptic wasteland, waving flags, and it's just magical. Just and then occasionally, everyone in sight. One of them kills a random dude. It's like yeah, true love. Um, that happens, and Danny's like. So he's kind of like thinking back, like he never really had interest in anybody before and he never really gave that much thought to it because his life has been pretty traumatic up to this point. And he's like, of course I would be into a ancient being and that's what my sexual preference is. Of course that's what it is. (laughs) So that's fun. So then basically Danny is like very into win. And keep in mind, this book is from Danny's perspective. So he's just kind of like, a little win puppy dog now but he's like unsure the next day because it's Aww. like does win regret it like it's kind of that awkward thing now 
uh, they continue on their way and they end up at a there, you know, there's some random killing and I probably some other things. Oh yeah. Right. A whole thing happens. I guess I should talk about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not that interesting, but basically the military is searching them down. Yes. Um, because of course, and so deserter and couple, monster. Yes. And like the two, like the Lieutenant and Captain Hamish, like both survived. And so they're searching after him. So they're like wandering through forests at one point. And then um, they like hear talking and helicopters. And there's like a, like they're being basically like swarmed in on. And so uh, they run through the forest and they see another monster and they're like, get really quiet. And then that monster hears the military humans and then goes and like eats them or something and um because it's it's one of those monsters that has like a mouth on the bottom so it just kind of goes and eats them this may be a dumb question so there's hypothetically like hundreds if not thousands of monsters just wandering around the waste are they mm-hmm. all different like pokemon I or are there a couple different there varieties? Like difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like a big old difference, but I think there's more than one of each. Although actually I don't know that that's true because besides these parasites, there never seems to be more than one of each. Huh. But there's at least we 15 do know, different kinds. Yes. More for sure. We yeah. know that there are seven soul leaders in the world, but he's the only one on this continent. So then they run through the forest together and escape the military and then they find like one of the military trucks and they steal it Fun. and they race off into this other um town and they like eventually like are able to dra- basically like outrun the military and then they drop the truck and uh they end up like in this other like in this kind of old house and at this point it's been like a few weeks since their first sexual encounter or at least a week at least a while and Danny's like getting more and more like stressed about it and he's basically he gets kind of like to the end of his um like because Wins keeps doing all these nice things for him like he like will heat up the bath for him or whatever but he's like not doing anything sexual towards him and he's like do you regret what we did and then wow learn um, learn your love languages Danny yeah and then when um (laughs) basically um pushes danny up against a wall and then um sucks his cock oh. and then is like no i enjoyed what we did and i want to do it again kind of thing. so oh yay um, i'm just very old so and can't keep up with you young 23 year olds well, uh, well yeah can, let like me tell eight, you 100 million years old yeah but so only wants this 23 year old the only one that he's wanted mm-hmm. At night, when Danny has to sleep, he's like, Wind kind of goes off and does his own thing. And Danny kind of wants him to stay there, but also feels like it would be rude to ask him to stay there because then he'd be bored. So he just kind of lets Wind do his thing. Um, And so one day he like walks out and Wind is like standing next to this giant purple monster. um, Also with horns. He kind of sounds like the purple people eater. Um, And uh, his name is Eden. And he is, like, a very, very old friend of Wynn's. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so they've been, like, best friends forever. That's so nice. Um, Yeah, and Eden can, like, immediately tell that there's, like, something sexual happening between the two of them. And he's just kind of, like, teases them about it a bunch. They're very into, like, riffing. I will say I really enjoy that these 
I like obviously Danny is a dude and then we have Win and Purple Pe- People Eater Eden and they all just have such nice relationships with each other and they're not mm-hmm. like calling each other mean names no, or like no, no, being no, mean no, about no. teasing or like emasculating each other no, maybe it's very love- like oh I see why you love Danny he's beautiful yeah so maybe the humans were the monsters all along. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's yeah. too real. <laughs> okay, so basically Eden is there because he has sensed that there's a nest nearby. Ooh, it's ew. A nest for, yeah, it's a nest for these parasites. So these parasites have like a queen who um, creates like this gross gooey atmosphere for eggs to hatch in or something oh, i don't um, like that they go into like this nest and wins like very stressed about danny like he's like no i'm serious this is like really like intense shit you need to stay out here and he just like won't basically he he stubborn out stubborns win and uh is allowed they're like in a um like a hotel basically so they go in and he's like you have to stay in the lobby stay in the lobby and point your gun and don't fucking come anywhere near us uh-huh. and um and he's like okay so then win and eden kind of go deeper in to find the queen and uh danny can hear win making like noises like effort and like screaming and stuff and so he runs in and he sees uh win like attacking the queen and pretty much, like, as soon as he goes in, this, like, little parasitic thing, it has, like, all these freaky legs and it's, Ew. like, really scary-seeming. Yeah. Uh-huh. It comes up and starts attacking uh, Danny, and it bites his arm. And right at that moment is when um, Wynn finishes up with the queen, because he's totally fine, because he's, like, super fucking powerful. He, like, rushes over to Danny um, and, like gets the thing off of him and then Danny like is already starting to like not feel good and so he immediately and then he like feels like a pierce and like a sucking sensation when is saying that the parasite bit Danny and like put his venom in him and he's like oh my god am I gonna be a host now like is he gonna get inside me he's like no 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 he wasn't biting you for that he was biting to kill you and I sucked all the venom out of you but what will be left is like gonna like fuck with you for a few days so you're gonna be really weak and like feel kind of like drunk and stuff and so then um when is like moving pretty slow because he got bit like a bunch of times but he's Uh. like immortal but like it you know slowed him down and kind of fucked him up yeah so then danny's all like oh my god like you're hurt and stuff and when's like i'm fine and then eden carries danny back to their little motel and during this walk they have some bants because danny is like all drunk and stuff Mm -hmm. uh from the venom being a little more open yeah a lot more open so uh <laughs> he's saying like why don't you show me your face and when is like no danny and uh he's like no i'll let you fuck me if you just show me your face and eden <laughs> is like can i have that deal because he's very funny um <laughs> oh, 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 and then, <laughs> yeah and, only they had uh, a threesome then alana would be happy <laughs> do they have a threesome no so when basically is like go to sleep danny and he kind of like half passes out and then they have a conversation and wins basically just like talking to dan or talking to eden about how worried he is that danny won't like his face because it's not human and he thinks it's gonna freak him out 
well, neither is um, his genitalia. And yeah, he was uh, very into that. that. He was happy with that. He slowly recovers and they have sex where um Danny like penetrates um the slit and like they do it that way. So they have that sex. And mm. Eden leaves. Oh no, Eden is outside for that time, just kind of like chilling. And then he teases them, like, oh, did he get like, I guess you showed him your face. And he's like, No, I didn't. And he's like, <laughs> Wow, man. Um, but basically, Eden is very worried about Danny because he's too soft for this world. And so he wants to protect him and keep him like he thinks that like hanging out with Wynn and stuff is too dangerous for him because of like, you know, the whole like parasite shit and all that he wants him to go to this like raider camp that he knows that are like nice people and like they don't like get into danger and stuff so he's like when just so you know like i know this place and i can take danny there and when is like do not take him away from me feels um, very mowgli-esque <laughs> like you know yes they have a little yep. cub mm-hmm. yeah they basically keep traveling and having sex um and they do a lot of um Danny is like, when I want you to put it inside me. And so then they do a lot of anal sex and he is very into it. Okay. Yeah, he's got, they have everything. They can use the slit. They can use the bum. They can use their mouths. This, this all sounds great. I'm so uh, yeah, happy lots of variety. Yeah, they see, and great. they're like very falling for each other. And it's a very sweet Aww, romance. Does, does, okay. does Wynn have a bum? He probably does. Does Wynn have a bum? You know what? They talk about his butt, but like they never mention whether he's got a butthole, to be honest. I don't know that he does. uh, Does Wynn eat any kind of Wynn does not need to eat. He will try a couple of the things that Danny has sometimes, and he's like, this is fucking gross. They're like walking towards this like um, old town and talking about how Danny misses his mom's mac and cheese because it was like just from a box but it was really nice and then one's like maybe I'll try that mac and cheese and I'm gonna search everywhere and I'm gonna find you that same exact kind of mac and cheese because Danny's like I don't think we could find it it's probably something like that was just like in the cities and he's like I'm gonna find it for you and then all of a sudden wow and all of Wynn's face is gone what he he just never had a face on the floor but before this happens he convinces him to show him his face and it's okay. like a little weird he's got like a big brow and like a flat kind of weird nose and a pointy chin he's but he's very like into a, it he thinks it's hot um he's far off from human but also he's no. a monster slash eldritch horror. Like he's like Voldemort yeah. face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Voldemort face. Danny's very into it, and he's like, never keep your hood on, like when it's just us, because I love seeing your That's face and nice. I like cuddling you and all that things. But anyway, then they're walking, they're talking about mac and cheese, and then his face gets blown off. Oh, that doesn't happen. Captain Hamish and Lieutenant What's his nuts coming out, and they're like, we fucking got him. He's like fully dead ground. It doesn't have a face, like just a crater where his face used to be. Oh, I just and love that Captain Hamish just sauntered in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking and then him. they're like, you fucking disgusting monster fucking piece of shit. And then they start beating up Danny. So many swears. Oh. Um, him, like in their view, rescue. Oh, no. Uh, no, they're not rescuing him. They're kept capturing him because they think that he's like he's a deserter who is now like he's a monster monster. fucker yeah danny passes out 
and wakes up and he is in in a um like a cell uh basically like for like a week they just like give him the bare minimum food and the bare minimum drink so he's like starving and dehydrated and they come in every single day and they're torturing him and i guess they brought back something that i guess they did in the civil war which is not something i knew about but you guys probably know about this because you know stuff um they used to brand deserters with a d on their chest Mm. um And so they brought that back. So they brand him with a D and then Captain Hamish comes and finishes it with a knife, the whole word, and like cuts into his body deserter. And then- oh, So um, I was going to say, D could stand for a lot of things. Yeah, so no. At first it was like, okay. But now it and says deserter. So you know. He's like really sad. And then like, he's like, your monster's fucking dead. And he shows him a picture of like him on like an autopsy table, basically. And his like, oh. face is gone. And they're Whoa, like, we're going to really cut him open. Up. This is the first monster we've ever gotten to cut open. Um, <gasps> and we're going to make you come and like watch. watch. And it's really fucked up. And then he just starts because Danny's all like, I'm not telling you shit. And like is all being really brave. Is this a V for Vendetta situation? I haven't seen that movie. Um, what? Okay. What? 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 Sorry. I I think that you're giving um the author a bit too much credit yet again. Okay. Wait. Let me check with Annie. Annie, is yes. this all like fake and set up by Win to like test Danny's ability to like be tough in the world and like be true to him and not give up under torture? No in the middle of the beating all of a sudden it kind of gets smoky and dark and things are intense and then he wakes up in a motel room yeah yeah no no you can't do this four times in one Uh four times every time there's anything exciting she's like then he fainted Uh i mean it's so she doesn't have to write the scene that's insane that's the last time it happens because we're almost near the end of the book now they've had sex twice i've only explained it twice they've had sex a lot good for them they have a lot of sex you need to start like a tally for alana yeah can you just like can we put up a flag every time (laughs) so when is like his face is like back but it's kind of like new flesh kind of vibes and he's like he's like yeah they can't they can't his nose is even flatter But yeah, so basically he can just like, he regenerates and he's like, it just takes me a little bit of time to heal. I'm sorry I didn't come faster, but I like came as fast as I could. Like humans can't kill me. I'm good. But then, but Danny is not so good. He yeah, is like the brink of death. Oh no. Oh, no. And so the then is like, he's okay, too soft to, for like, this get world. You clean when uh, is like, takes off his shirt and sees the leg deserter thing and basically like starts losing his shit and Danny's like no we got away it's behind us do not go and try and find him and kill him like it's okay um and but wins like fucked up over it and then they like clean all of his wounds and make get him all like you know in fresh clothes and like feeling slightly better and then basically they spend like a month in that hotel room with him um healing and he's like going crazy and he's like I want to go and when's like no we're not ready yet and he's like I want to move and he's like no we can't go yet and then 
after a month, he's like, I'm fine. We need to go now. Wynn's like, well, I can't. We can't go yet. I, you don't have a weapon anymore. I need to find you a weapon. So then he, like, goes and he gets him a weapon. And he's, like, obviously, like, very, like, trying to, like, slow down the process. And it's like. And, what is um, little Win up to? Danny's trying to be, like, affectionate. But Win's like, being, like, very, like, gentle with him and, like, not sexual at all. And, like, just, like, trying to take care of him, like, in a healing way and not in like, <gasps> Oh, no, he's going to drop him off like Mowgli. And then Wynn is like very worried or Danny's like he doesn't love me anymore he doesn't want me he thinks I'm like this like frail human and he's like we're fucking going right now like I want to leave this hotel room and Wynn's like fine but I need to go get some more supplies and he's like okay you can go and so he's like you go and get supplies and I'll see what we have here because like for a month Wynn's been bringing back shit so they have a lot of supplies but he's basically he keeps trying to delay it so then he leaves for like 20 minutes and in that time um these this like group of monsters like crash down the door and try and take out danny and they're like gonna sell him to some sex slave guy i think like it's oh, okay let's follow that um, plot yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get off but the then train danny gets all brave and uses his bat and like gets them and then wing comes back and he kills them all in like an instant uh but then he's like he's like I can't like he's like you're it's too dangerous with me like you can't be with me like I leave for a second and stuff happens like I can't keep you safe you got so messed up they basically like have like a really awkward like tense silence walk to their next location love all these tropes love and then Eden shows up yeah and is uh and talking and uh, Danny knows because he overheard their conversation earlier about this camp that he's not supposed to know about, but he knows and he's like, oh my God, when's going to send me away to this camp? Mowgli. Um, Go so live then, with your own people. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't love you anymore. <laughs> so Eden is there and then uh, when comes back in his base like is starting to tell him and then basically Danny like literally loses his shit on him. He's like, you don't get to tell me what I do. And he's like, if you want me to go with these raiders, then I'm just going to go out on my own because I'm not letting you send me wherever you want to. So if you don't want me with you, then goodbye. And so he starts like, getting his stuff. And was like, no, you can't go out on your own. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to. And um, and it's like this whole angry battle. And then he's like, you don't even love me anymore because you think I'm a weak human. And he's like, no, I love you. So, well, he doesn't say that he loves him, but he's like, um, because that comes in a second. But they like, uh, it's like this super intense thing where he's talking about how all he ever wants is him. And he's like obsessed with him. And he actually imprinted on him. Very stuff. Oh. Oh. uh, His planet can, or his like type of monsters can imprint. And the first time he saw Danny's face, he didn't even mean to, but he imprinted it on him. And so he's like forever attached to Danny. Basically they make up and they're like desperately in love. And then they have a little, he's like, when Eden comes back here, I'm giving him a piece of my mind because he wanted to send me away and fuck him. So then Eden comes back and he gives him a piece of his mind. And he's like, I love Wynn so much. And how dare you like just try and decide for me, like what I'm doing and all this stuff. And then uh, Eden's like, okay, well, 
and so then he leaves <laughs> and then he goes back in and wins like um i heard what you said he's like you heard about about what and he's like about your feelings for me and i also feel them too and then he's like you have to say it and then he says it and they said that they love each other and oh oh and then, so cute. that's love. the end initial thoughts <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> very good starting song i feel like yeah. if i were to read the description of stealing cinderella and the description of this one i would immediately go for stealing cinderella and yet having the whole plot described to me i realized that this one has a lot more tropes that i really love in it and I'm like, that's the benefit of this podcast. Also, I'm immediately going to start reading this. I'm so psyched. <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I did it justice. It's oh, I love the whole, like, we need to break up for your own good, blah, 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 bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And it's so dumb because you're like, just communicate using words. But like, yep. it's, you know, fantasy. So you can suspend your disbelief for a bit. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I like that they were just in love. I like that yeah, they that loved each nice. other. And it wasn't like um like at least you didn't describe any but there wasn't any like gay panic or anything like they were both very much just like we love each other yeah it was like a non-issue loved it so happy had such a good time I you know what although I do like uh like more like I would say like more like harshness normally you like I do like I do like a dark romance but I like it also this light-hearted one like it was so cute I know that it was literally about like a, a soldier and like the end of the world and but it seemed like they went to a lot of nice motels <laughs> and they like ate a lot of good food and peanut, like, peanut butter, butter. my favorite part of any movie or uh book is the traveling scenes like if i could have a whole book that's just like people like before you know like when you watch a movie and it's like before it gets into the plot of it that is my favorite part where it's oh, yeah, like no, oh yeah i get that me too it's just and nice then, like, before intensity happens. Yeah. yeah, like that's how I felt with the menu. Like at the beginning of it, I was kind of like, I'm actually excited to like, just like see this girl's reaction to really fancy food. Like I'm like, oh, fun. <laughs> like she's not having a great time, is she? And then it like went into plot and I was like, this is good still, I guess. Can I just <laughs> say, funny. I am on a full too scared and watch kick and their take on the menu was not good nor was their take oh, really? on The Lighthouse. And I'm all in on this podcast. Like I'm listening to every single episode and most of the time I agree with them, but their take on The Menu was not oh, it. Oh, you I should talk to Kelsey that. about that because I'm sure she's listened. When we post this, we should tag them because this is a hot take and I stand by this. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't watched them yet, but I think I will because uh, th- they sound good. Yeah, it's a podcast of, yeah, it's the one where... Um, three no two of the three women are like too scared to watch horror movies so one of the three watches the horror movie and then like recaps it for so them basically amazing podcast so it's basically our movies. podcast yeah <laughs> yes yeah and, but with horror movies and he's reading a smut yeah mm-hmm. and like no like history component yeah yes <laughs> yeah yes yeah yes <laughs> I, I I just heard gay ass and was like amazing. <laughs> also, this this book was gay ass. We don't know if both of them did, but one of them definitely did. Yeah. One um, of them definitely, yeah. yeah. One yeah. of them had the a other one. gay vagina slit. 
even better. When I you don't... first described it, I just imagined like an angler fish coming out of the dark. Yes. Mm. These are all things that I imagined. I did not think it was sexy at first. And then I was reading more and I was like, okay, I could get into this. I had to like take a second. But the first time I read, I was like, what is this? <laughs> you guys are it's a, a lot shock. more. You well, it was, you know, it was a shock for it. It's I funny did. that you, you do mention that. Cause I would say like, I don't read the monster stuff, but TikTok gives it to me sometimes. And I, I would that. say that the amount of times that I'm hearing like that, like the dicks are strange or like just not normal dicks is very common. I'm sure yeah. it is. I just never thought of it. Like I and literally like, just never I thought of it. I do think it's a big thing. I just, I mostly read like shifter books or that kind of thing or where the monsters are like just vampires or humans, or that, you know, that kind of thing. That, uh, that um, dildo company that makes the ones that lay eggs inside of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What? If we talked about it. Not in letting chat. you need to read the chat. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. They lay eggs inside of you? Yeah. What eggs? What are they laying? They're like these little like silicone eggs. Rubber eggs. So that you can pretend that you're getting fucked by a le- egg laying dildo monster. Alien. As someone who has read Morning Glory Milking Farm, where I was introduced to the vast <laughs> <The> sequel <laughs> and the sequel, Sweet Berries. I was introduced recently to the concept of diverse dicks and enjoy it greatly. Like monster dicks, like different formations uh apparently in this town the werewolves have like two dicks or something mm, in two the, dicks like very yeah. popular i hear yeah I read like lots of stuff like that where i'm like huh i had never previously considered it but i don't hate it so i feel like the more i read about it the more i'm like yeah i mean that's what fantasy novels are for right yeah I, I feel like morning glory milking farm is your fall of um smut books and then yes. like you're always just chasing that high Oh my God, that's exactly it. And exactly like fall, I headed in with perceptions that were dramatically altered by the end of the piece of media. Yeah. Truly like an experience. Bible. But one day, one day I'll find the next morning glory milking farm or fall. I believe in you. Thank you. One day. Maybe Annie will find it for you. I, I mean, this that one sounds like we're getting in the same, I don't know, the same like energy. I love the like combo romance smut situation. And I think it's because like, I'm not into people unless I have a strong emotional connection with them. And that to me seems sexier in a book. So like, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad we all enjoyed it. And I'm excited for next week. Next week, we'll be back. We're going to do a segment called Kinkstery where Scarlett and Kay talk about the history of the kink. They also go into like the author a bit more and some reviews of the book. And it's really fun. And I hope you join us for that. And that's it. Goodbye.